0: Uh, whenever we're ready yes sir hello you little bastards you've made it just in time for the vocal minority with nick and steve Ala la Brewski. if it's your first time tuning into the podcast welcome to the show you'll soon realize that nick is very decent and just about as sweet as cherry pie he's one of few That has never done anything wrong. There's a big part of
1: me that likes to help elderly people across the street, only I take them about halfway. (laughs) Okay, and then I just leave them there. I find I'm still doing more than the average person, so it is what it is. Steve
0: is a guy that's exceptional, exceptionally horny. You definitely wouldn't want to have him around your mom if she's hot, but you will want him at every party. Who brings their mom to a party anyway? He's about as loyal as one person can be, and he loves his female fans.
2: Oh, I do. I got a fan under the desk. I got a big one over here off to the side blowing me off the camera.
0: Steve Harness! How do I even begin to tell you about Brewski? His mind is a vault of semi-useless information. Useless until you need it. It's at that very moment that his oddly overgrown brain will seduce you like Fabio and low-calorie butter. It's time for another Brewski. This one is a crazy Brewski. You're right, dude. We get it.
3: Someone get me some
0: Cheetos. Can we please move on, dude? You're right, okay? Let's get the podcast going, shall we? Ladies and gentlemen, it's The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve.
1: Hey, welcome to the program. It is The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. For a while, uh, the radio show, the podcast did some testing. Testing. And now we are at the stage where we have become a phenomenon. It's a phenomenon. That's what I was saying. And you're all a part of it. Welcome to the show. Yeah. Uh,
2: Apparently, Nick's been doing some testing and uh, discovered that he looks good with a porn stash.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me be clear. I don't think I look good with a porn stash. My wife, after a couple of days of... uh, I I shaved my beard off, so I have a mustache um, for the first time ever in my life, and uh, it was for a Halloween costume, which we didn't end up going to the party, so it was all for naught, but uh i got a mustache my wife was on vacation she came home she saw me and she was like oh she looked at me like i was looking at myself like oh you look ridiculous (laughs) and about three or four days in i caught her glancing at me and she was like "Hmm, this might be doing a little something for me like Uh uh, it's kind of growing on me so
0: what am i to do it's yeah. growing on her
1: and it's growing on you
0: <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: that's another reason to tune into the podcast see yeah. nick with the porn stash you can and tell her to ask her therapist about that where where's that coming from because uh, that's uh, that's interesting right i think she just looked at me and saw me you know what we're getting ready to celebrate our 15th wedding anniversary so we've been dating uh, a couple a year before that so maybe 16 years i think she just saw me in a new light dude yeah. oh, yeah, Saw hey. me in a, you know what is sometimes it is hard to get excited when you see each other every day and you have to be naked to get excited at some points after 16 years but now like she sees me in a new light and she's like wow and maybe she envisioned it tickling her in areas or <laughs> you know my face i mean she came over felt my face she's never felt my face smooth (laughs) before so that's a whole new thing that's funny maybe she'll do
2: some shaving for you as well who knows maybe so Ah. creative designs like edward scissor hands you never know what you can come up with till you
3: experiment like like a lightning bolt or something like that (laughs) let
1: me just say i'm not a fan of it dude i am well i i let me be clear I am a fan of manicuring and you know, but I like to see a little bush there. I don't want to see hardwood floors because it skeeves me yeah. at this age, especially. You know,
2: And do you want to see custom designs? Do you want to see logos or something that she's done? No, playing? like <laughs> vanilla
1: ice lines right. or something. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> risky said a little lightning bolt or something. I don't know.
3: Yeah. Maybe maybe dyeing things a little bit like like a different (laughs) color.
1: Maybe she could put a Hulkster mustache on her, you know, like platinum blonde or something. I don't know. We got options. Yeah. I know your wife
2: listens, so these are all great suggestions she's getting from us. So.
3: Yeah, you know what we are talking about on the show the other day.
1: <laughs> yeah, she'll say, uh, you know, usually when I say something stupid on the podcast like this, she'll be like, I heard what you guys were talking about.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Well, uh, welcome to the show, The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve Olabrewski, the webpage online, thevocalminority.net, where all our socials are there. And there's a lot of videos out there, dude. Steve has been working working hard, and when I say working hard, it is a double entendre, because he works with a boner, and uh, yeah, he works hard, and we're talking a little bit about that work today, oh, oh,
0: oh, oh. we don't just
1: work nine to five around here, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, this is, uh, I don't know, what do you say, we put in 16, 17 hours a day to produce this program. Up easily, yeah. minimum. You say yeah. a day or a month? I forget what you say. <laughs> oh, yeah, probably a month is more like it. You yeah. right. uh, excited? Rachel loved that I tell you guys this. What do you call Dolly Parton in a bathtub? <sighs> I don't oh. know. Life preservers? Uh, what? Islands in the stream? <laughs> oh. <laughs> she loved that joke. It's like, oh, it's not that good, but it always gets a chuckle. Oh, you know, uh, I've
3: got one for you. How yeah. can you tell Dolly Parton's children in a class photo?
1: Class photo. Tell us,
3: Brewski. They're the ones with stretch marks around their mouth.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, another good one. Well, we are uh, in the middle of a worker's theme. You may notice that because we bring to you an article today that you might find some interest in, especially uh, if you're jobless or looking to make a little transition in your career. I'm going to tell you about 10 jobs that will disappear in the next decade. You better avoid them at all costs. We're going to save you some time. okay? Okay. I'm curious to know if I agree with these or not. People oh, you are
2: telling me radio's dying, and it's not. I mean, the industry's killing itself in a lot of ways, but
1: yeah. a lot of my days refuting that information. So. Well, I'll tell you this. Uh, a little look into our personal lives. Uh, earlier last, oh well, late last week, uh, Steve and I worked for a local radio station in Lake Tahoe, California, and uh, there was a commercial that needed producing, and it requires the voice of a woman, Okay. uh steve's girlfriend was nowhere to be seen my wife nowhere to be seen she was out of town so we didn't have our female voice because that's our uh talent pool okay right yeah we have
2: a limited talent pool we basically have three females and none of them were available stacy wasn't around either and we had to get this thing on the air the next day and so yeah we were debating what guy would voice it because
1: what else were we going to do yeah so brewski do you know what i did what did you do I decided, you know what? I'm going to go in and uh, put on some lingerie and do your best female voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what you probably expect me to do. But no, I found uh, an AI program and I typed this commercial in the AI okay. and, then I t- and then I tweaked it a little bit like it's... Um, it's got certain things that you can have it be excited. You can have it be sad or angry. You can choose your emotion. And then you can also uh, put pauses into certain areas, stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. How you can do you control think-
2: it, unlike real women.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. How do you think it would have come out? robotic Very, choppy right yeah
3: exactly that's, that's i was just about to say really kind of cut up and
1: there's no chance i could play it on the air as a commercial is what you're saying right well I, i'm i'm a, i would say so yeah, yeah. But i'm sure <clears>
3: i'll be gonna be proven wrong so you know
1: what do you think steve honestly
2: i was amazed i mean i knew it had to be ai because i knew you didn't have access to a woman i mean the ones you have chained in the back you can't you know they don't work during the day so it sounded great
1: (laughs) was crazy right do you want to hear it go ahead all right. Here is the spot that is AI or real.
0: Batter up! Joe's Sports Bar and Grill is the best place to watch all the World Series games. Great food and drinks with TVs everywhere inside Harvey's Casino. It's Joe's Sports Bar and Grill. What That's do you think? Pretty good. It
3: sounds okay. I mean, I, I mean, I knew that it was AI because you told me right but do you I, think I,
2: any normal listener that would pick up on that i don't think there's a chance in hell
3: probably not no
2: like i was telling nick if it was a 30 second or 60 second commercial probably but that's like a little 10 second ad and i yes. think, i think it pulled off nicely but as yeah. i was also telling nick it makes me want to vomit we just outsourced you know voiceover work to a freaking computer like yeah. this is what's going to kill the industry for us I mean, Spotify
1: nowadays has a virtual DJ. Like, we're not going to need DJs much longer. And he sent, He doesn't sound – I mean, every once in a while I can be like, oh, AI. But 99% of the time, he sounds like a smooth human, dude. Yeah. Does it every time. So I wonder if uh, radio will be on this list of 10 jobs that will disappear in the next decade. Avoid these careers at all costs. All right. Sure. So we're going to go over this list and see what it's changing. The robots are coming. I asked chat GPT to give me the top 10 jobs that would be replaced by AI and it happily wrote up a list. Well, some of the jobs are not surprising as they uh, can easily be automated and some have been to some degree in the past. Some seem to be a bit of a stretch. We'll see what you think. But chat gpt ai itself came up with these 10 things and said this is what i'm going to be replacing okay is this one thing on the list just what ai can replace and then we have other
2: things or is this all what ai can replace
1: uh well these are the things that will be replaced now that we have ai so not necessarily like uh not necessarily a talking robot has to take place in all of these but like behind the scenes somewhere your computer is gonna run these jobs yay i think this is going to depress the hell out of a lot of people so go ahead Uh it's what we're here for first one on the list and we've already seen this happening i'll tell you my personal story but telemarketers Telemarketing is a job that involves making sales calls to potential customers. However, with the rise of AI, telemarketing jobs are becoming increasingly obsolete. AI-powered chatbots can now handle customer inquiries and even make sales on behalf of companies. Have you guys experienced this? I don't ever answer my phone
2: for telemarketers anymore. So I don't know when I actually last got ever called by one. I mean, I hear certainly I have voicemails that I let go where I I could tell it's some sort of computer voice, but I don't know if that's just how their system works or if that's who I would end up talking to. Right. So my experience has been very limited on that.
3: Not so much as receiving a call. I have been on the other end of that, but uh, I worked at a car dealership where I was selling cars and you know, when they... Go to a website and it says, "Can I help you?" That little yeah. chat box thing. Sure. Well, I worked in I worked in the internet sales department, and and you would be sitting there and making your calls, but then a chat box would come up, and you'd have to like talk to people on the other end of things
1: i still take telemarketer calls because i uh i like to screw with people so (laughs) you know if i have time i'll take the phone call this is my experience as of late where i have received phone calls that i think might be chatbots not because of the way they sound but because of like some of their phrasing how it comes out but i get a call for like medicare supplementation all the time from this chatbot it's really good and you can ask her questions and she'll answer them most 99 percent of the time so at one point in time i said are you a robot she said I am helping you today. Like she wouldn't answer the question, but she was answering the question. You know what I mean? So, uh, finally I got her to hang up on me. I had this lady call me last week and she sounded so much like AI that I said, are you a robot? And she said, no, I'm a real person with blood beating through my heart. And, uh, I thought, that's an odd thing to say. That's what an AI would say. (laughs)
3: Yeah, exactly.
1: So I asked her, what's your blood type? Because I figured AI can't answer
0: this question, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah. She was like, my blood type? You weirdo. Weirdo, you freak. I was like, "Uh, tell me a a joke. And then she told me a joke. And I finally said, okay, I'm going to tell you a joke. And I told her a joke that made no sense, just to see if they would laugh, right? Because they could be programmed. Just laugh. Uh, She was like, I don't get it. (laughs) So I realized, oh, you are a real person. So, yeah, they fooled me. And uh, (laughs) I think they're coming for your job as a telemarketer. It's, uh, you know, you pay a lot of telemarketers minimum wage. But you've seen those rooms that have, like, 70 people in one room room.
3: selling. What's it called? The, they call the phone room.
1: Yeah, like phone
2: room, you know. So. I did that job for like a week once in Seattle. Do you want to commit suicide? Oh, yeah. It was terrible. So we, I got laid off. This is when I got laid off from KBSG, the good time oldie station that I yeah. had while back there.
0: KBSG! And
2: so I'm unemployed, and I'm thinking like, all right, like until I get my next radio gig, what else can I do with my voice? And so I thought, I should be a telemarketer. <laughs> I've got a good speaking. <laughs> like, that should be easy. <laughs> And yeah, it, I did want to kill myself after doing that for a few days. And it's not easy to sell people on the phone like that. So I kind of wonder, you know, how what the sales track record is for these AI programs. Because if they're closing more deals than I did, then it's another reason to jump off a roof. Conversion yeah. rate.
1: <laughs> right. You've yeah. done telemarketing, Brusky. Yes. What did you sell? Yeah. What were you selling? Car parts car parts why how would you call people and say do you need a car part that must have been really <laughs> tough
3: <laughs> well more times than not people would submit requests like oh, okay you know like yeah i'm looking for a particular thing
1: yeah yeah so a lot of cold calling stuff like that so yeah. that's apparently it's gonna go away with ai i hate cold calling so maybe that's okay though <laughs> yeah did you have a spiel like ready I'm um, both of you i mean like uh hi this is so and so from blah blah so- blah how How's your day that's probably why
2: ai can take over the job because all of those jobs you have scripts that you're reading from and if you do mm. diverge from those scripts some manager will come smack you with a ruler or whatever so yeah you're basically just whatever answer they say you've got like two or three replies that you can give to them whichever branch yeah. you go down yes no i don't need it now right, you've got yeah. you've got scripts they don't want you just selling based on your charisma or skills they you're just basically reading a script so I guess that is why a computer can just go ahead and do it for you.
1: As we get into number two on my list, it seems like uh, are we going to see a theme here of these jobs? I mean, it sucks they'll be taken out of the workforce, but these all so far, well, I mean, we're only two in, but seem to be depressing jobs to me, okay? <laughs> right? So, like, Why would we want these? Most jobs are depressing, and people need them. So, Data entry clerks is number two on the list. Data entry clerks are responsible for inputting information into computer systems however with advancements in optical character recognition ocr technology ai can now automate this task ai powered ocr technology can read handwriting and convert it into digital text making data entry clerks redundant wow listen i uh talk to siri all the time
2: and siri gets stuff wrong constantly yeah. so. There's going to be a transition where maybe, uh, you know, it'll auto transcribe and then they'd have to hire humans to read it and make sure it did it correctly.
1: Yeah. But, I mean, if you could get rid of the bulk of people doing data entry and even cut the workforce, you know, by 90%. Yeah, if I own a company,
2: yeah, that's music to my ears. It's the less of you humans I have to deal with.
1: Which jobs that I name in this list, you have to think, like uh, Brusky was talking about earlier, like, you know, sometimes we go into automation only to make the return because you've lost that customer experience, that personal, um, you know, relationship that, that seems to hurt business in the end, so. Yeah. This
2: is all free market stuff, you know. Corporations will look at the numbers. If the uh closing totally. rates, like Brewski mentioned, on an AI program is better than the humans, then they're gonna go with that. That may then create another company though that does better with having humans call and being relatable and casual and all that. Like yeah. pros and cons, but uh yeah, no, there's all sorts of people that will lose out on that transition.
1: They used to say on the office all the time, like uh Dunder Mifflin uh paper store was higher prices, smaller store. Uh, when all these big box stores came into existence, you know, Office Max, stuff like that yeah. that, yeah, you can go get the paper in bulk, but maybe people are going to pay more for the personal account rep, that personal experience, you know. And I, I got a hardware store that is local. And you see this all the time, Steve, with local business. Like, it's a motto, a mantra in Tahoe that support local business, dude. So that's the experience, I think, that you can't get away from that completely.
2: Yeah. I wonder, though. I was sitting in – I don't remember who I was waiting for the other day, but I was sitting in some mall parking lot, strip mall, and waiting. And I was just looking around at all these businesses thinking, these are all going to go away. Like, it's it's quaint to shop local and want to support them, but that that cause will fade out at some point, and Amazon will win. It's just the convenience of what Amazon has become. Click yes, it'll be here in two days, it's fine. Like, it is going that way, brick and mortar. Like, you're going to have to be very unique to survive over the next
1: 50 years. This is where the problem lies. You know, this will be the death, is that there are people like you in a community That does things differently to keep that spirit alive of shop local, you know, people come to you like it's all we're supporting our community and you're a big proponent of that and operate your business as such when you die out. And that next generation is like that yeah. nah, doesn't make sense, dude. It just doesn't make sense.
2: That's what I'm saying. Like right now it's almost like some cause to still support the local mom and pop business, but that'll fade. It's certainly generationally it'll fade. But
1: I also
3: think though that as we get older, you appreciate local businesses a little bit more or Agreed. more than you did when you when you were younger.
1: I agree with that.
3: It seems to me like the people who kind of espouse shop local tend to be you know a bit older and that sort of thing so perhaps maybe as the generations get a little bit older maybe they come to that that side of things a little bit you know
1: yeah yeah maybe Uh, i don't know like i said i've got a hardware store locally here that everything is more expensive but when i go in there i always know that i'm going to have Somebody come up and help me, and if I have questions about a project, they're going to be knowledgeable enough to talk to me about it. I'm so tired of Home Depot and Lowe's. Yes. Uh, You know, when I – so I'll pay – I pay more (laughs) to go in there, you know? Yeah.
3: Because because nobody specializes in anything there. I had to get some lumber cut there last summer, and – the kid was actually asking, uh, what's that measurement right there? He's pointing to the line on the tape measure and everything. Yeah. And I'm having to teach him how to read a tape measure. And he's about to offer it the power saw. Right.
1: Yeah. Usually
2: Absolutely. when I go to like Home Depot or something and I ask for a product, they go to the Home Depot website and look yes. up the product. And yes. then they're like, oh, it says it's an aisle 78 now. <laughs> you know, like they didn't know. They used a computer to get the answer. So totally. Yeah. yeah. yeah you out the middleman at some point. And most people nowadays use retail stores to go in, try something and then go buy it cheaper online. And that's have it right.
1: So, Yeah. Yeah, but
2: no, you're right. Do you ever hear my sign off? I know you don't always listen to the end of my, you know, my entire show, but
1: uh, yeah, I mean, I hear it from time to time. I don't uh, hear it every day. Is there something you do daily?
2: Yeah, I have the same sign off every day. Shop what local, is it? tip well. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Uh yeah, I have heard. Yeah, that. yeah, and the shop idea. local, tip well. I mean, that's obviously designed for like you're saying, trying to keep this momentum alive for the mom and pop shops and all that. But uh, yeah. Yeah. The I'll talk at you tomorrow. I find that funny because we're on the radio. Yeah, I'm not talking with you. Uh, I'm talking hey. talking at you. I'll talk at you tomorrow.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Hey, I you got the microphone. It. You listen to me. <laughs> Why don't you change it to I'll talk down to you tomorrow? <laughs> That's basically yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's keep the list moving forward. Number three is bookkeepers, kind of like oh. data entry, I suppose.
0: That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, first
1: of all, I hate bookkeepers because <laughs> so, you need them. Yeah, they're uh,
2: they're like a lawyer. You hate them until you need them, and then they're your best friend all of a sudden. But, um, <laughs> you know, uh, between my personal and professional life, I've had bad run-ins with CPAs. They're all egomaniacal maniacs, and but yeah, you need them. And the uh- the classic you know thing that a chat thing is not going to be able to do or an ai accountant is you know if you ask your accountant what is one plus one equal their answer is supposed to be whatever you tell me
1: yeah <laughs> right yeah you do wonder <laughs> I, I i had a guy who did my taxes in uh radio for a long time and i was uh recommended this guy through other people that work in radio and they were like yeah. this is this guy is the guy to do taxes for radio i said what do you mean by that and they were like um he makes a lot of adjustments. Uh, you know, like, uh, <laughs> let's just say my returns have been ex- uh, way higher since I've started using him. I, like, oh, okay. I used him for a while. He was great, dude. But yeah, will AIs be able to cheat the government a little bit here and there, legally? Of course interesting and in
2: all seriousness besides the fudging of numbers here and there uh, there's a lot of interaction with my accounts where i have to explain what i spent that money on and why it was spent or what it was spent blah blah you know there's a so yeah i, I kind of wonder with ai you would either be able to easily manipulate it and just say yeah it was a travel expense and i bought myself a corvette or um you're constantly well, have a human having to go back and redo it you'll probably get audited a lot more right yeah, but when you do get audited, it's supposed to be your accountant that then goes and testifies or whatever for you. Yeah. They're the ones who Hello.
1: Did. Steve did everything, right? <laughs> right. AI-powered accounting software can automatically reconcile accounts, track expenses, and generate financial reports. But how will they represent you in an audit? Good question.
3: Now, here's uh, the question. Can that AI accountant explain to the IRS how those – $250 half-hour uh, escort that you paid for in St. Louis was a business expense? Business expense, dude. Of course. It's entertainment. Entertainment.
1: Uh, yes. Come on. Yes. It's on the drop-down menu with your AI hooker. <laughs> <laughs> Subcategory, entertainment. You know. This next one on the list is sad uh, because oftentimes this is the person Uh, who sits at the beginning of your office when you first walk in. She's uh, usually the hot girl or the hot boy. It's the receptionist. Could it be going Uh. away? why wouldn't it i got
2: rid of mine years ago like what am i paying you to sit there all day for answer a phone i got a voicemail for that go sell something
1: you know receptionists are responsible for greeting visitors answering phones and directing calls however with the rise of ai powered virtual assistants receptionist jobs are becoming increasingly redundant ai powered virtual assistants can handle all of these tasks and more even greeting the customer
2: my chatbot is good at Oral, too. So what do I need the receptionist for anymore?
1: Yeah. Better or best at Oral? <laughs> I would say it's best, right?
2: Listen, if you have a company that has a lot of human beings coming in and you need that human interaction, it's the only reason for a receptionist. This forwarding calls or whatever other shenanigans,
1: like, yeah, it's all automated now. Rachel worked at a place where the receptionist, you know, obviously answered the phones and directed phone calls, stuff like that, greeted visitors. But he was so slow... And not physically, but he didn't have work to do, that every day he would put out, like, um, a bulletin of the day that he would send around to all the lawyers and partners. And they were the dumbest frickin' things that I'd ever seen. Uh, Happy National Ice Cream Day! Uh, and then it would have the history of ice cream. I oh, mean, it was geez. like, you know, 10 pages long every day. Trying so, to justify their existence there. Exactly.
2: Oh, in the modern day workplace, the be- <laughs> maybe the best thing for the receptionist to do is to take the bullet first. Because that's who's going to greet the, the shooter coming into your workplace now. Oh, that's true. I didn't even think about that, dude. So they're expendable in that way, too. So
1: No. Uh, when I think about it, I just think that means Pam Beasley is going away and I don't like it. Right. That's what I'm saying. you got to fall in love with the chatbot. So. This next one I never thought about. Brewski probably did because he's a published author. The next one on the <laughs> list is uh, proofreaders. I didn't even ever think about it, but proofreading, uh, they're responsible for checking documents for error in grammar, punctuation, and spelling. However, with the advancement in natural language processing, nlp technology ai powered software can now do this task more accurately and efficiently than a human being
2: uh that's dangerous how many lawsuit stories have you heard about because someone put the comma in the wrong place or whatever i would i would question if the chatbot can really get that and speaking of authors if you're speaking any sort of slang or euphemisms or whatever i don't think it's going to get all of that
3: no, it it's it's not. And I can tell you from my book, there are a lot of things in there that I would use in my language here in Boston that, of course, AI is isn't going to get that. It's going to keep trying to autocorrect and change things.
1: you don't think AI know what it meant when you're going to the packy?
3: Uh, probably not.
2: I guess you could train it for the Boston version of dialect or whatever, but.
3: But then the other thing though, too, is this kind of, when you're writing a book, you're trying to tell a story and you're trying to get a certain feeling across, and I, I don't think that an AI chatbot or NLP is going to get that. Look, I can explain to an editor. This is what I was going for there, and then they they can understand what my thinking was when I wrote something, sure. and then maybe they kind of do their thing editing wise, keeping that in mind what I was going for with that particular chapter. You know,
1: it's
2: interesting. I couldn't get through an average document without spell check nowadays. Oh yeah. I mean that's definitely that that would be like I think you got to blend these two a human set of eyes along with a little AI like AI could do a textbook I'm sure but not a novel like you're talking about but but yeah like things like spell check and some grammar things I do find helpful although oh, yeah. occasionally I feel so dumb when I get a word so wrong spell check can't even figure out what I'm trying to spell
1: yes no I rely on spell check like I'll start <laughs> to spell the word and it won't come up and I'll be like Oh, the O is before the E. I'll try it that way, and then it pops up. I use it all the time, dude. Yeah. But maybe the key to this is, is to have the AI proofreading. It just catches the major things, and anything it questions, highlights. And then you have a human that's just going to documents to read these highlighted areas yeah. that require what we're talking about. I mean, there's a way to do it. Yeah, exactly. Sense. I'll work in your office. It's good. Let me ask you this, dude. I know the answer to this from Steve, but Bruski, when's the last time that you have been into a bank teller?
0: Oh um
3: probably about six months.
1: Okay. Uh I haven't been to a bank teller in years. Uh I do all of my stuff, you know, on my phone and have I don't even have a bank I can go into. Our oh, bank okay. is based out of California and there's no branches in washington so i don't have a bank i can go into okay they say bank tellers are responsible for handling cash transactions providing customer service uh is is a key part of their job however with the rise of mobile banking and ai powered chat bots Bank tellers' jobs are becoming increasingly redundant. Mobile banking allows customers to handle transactions on their own while AI-powered chatbots can handle customer inquiries. Yeah, The only reason you go to a bank is for business account, right, Steve? Yeah, correct.
2: Uh, I've noticed for years now that the, the banking industry is doing everything they can to prevent you from ever going into a bank anymore. Yes. I don't know if the people work at the banks to figure that out, but yes, <laughs> with all the mobile stuff and ATM stuff and limited hours, and blah, 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 blah. They've given you every reason not to go into one. Uh, I will say, yeah, for the only reason I ever go into a bank is for the business stuff because there's limits on mobile deposits and whatnot, and so I always have to deposit checks manually and stuff. But mm-hmm. Yeah, otherwise, for my own personal stuff, I mean, yeah, I haven't been into a bank forever. I haven't rented a check in forever. I mean, yeah, they've made it really easy not to go in banks
1: anymore. So, And especially like now with, I mean, I don't know if you call Venmo or PayPal a financial institution mm but these are things that you can pay at subway with or or mcdonald's sometimes i mean it's just becoming increasingly easy to not have cash
2: yes i wonder when we're going to reach a tipping point where some businesses are like oh we don't take cash like <laughs> that's like a carrier pigeon bringing your money to us or something we just don't do with that and i've told you before my kids occasionally will be like hey i need 5 bucks for school today we're ordering this i'm like i don't have cash i have to go get that like you got to yeah.
3: I keep some cash around at all times i call it my petty cash and sure. I, and my sister knows so if i'm out of the house and she needs some cash she knows where i keep it it's no more than 40 60 bucks and it's usually the mismatch of bills you know 10 yeah. 5 how often you know. do you need
2: that besides drug deals i mean who's taking just cash nowadays
3: if i'm going to run to the convenience stores if i'm going to buy a soda and i don't yeah. want to put it on my card you know sure. it's as easy for me to pull a couple bucks out of my petty cash honestly well,
2: the only thing i need cash for nowadays i will give you one guess pot yes yeah, yeah. pot shops still are cash only businesses so yeah, yeah i'll go to the atm get my 40 bucks in cash out, go to the pot shop buy my stuff and if i didn't <laughs> if i didn't need it for that i don't know i don't know what i would use cash for anymore <laughs>
1: I notice a lot of the time with if I get anything done for my home, whether it be like, oh, a landscaping job or uh, having my roof cleaned, windows cleaned, something like that. A lot of the time, those people will say, oh, if you're paying cash and won't charge a tax, you know, you get a little cheaper or whatever. So that I spend cash on. And then I will say, dude, that I have a I have an emergency bag in my house. Go bag. Yeah, to go a go bag. I keep a thousand dollars cash in it. You know, wow. just because... earthquakes
2: or assassin attempts or something, or like
1: or power grid goes down. Hey, I mean, let's talk about it. You know, he's yeah. got a gun in there too. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. Look yeah. at you. <laughs> <Yeah>. I, <laughs> All right.
3: I I will I will say I do carry cash when I'm going to a restaurant for dinner. Mm. Um, but only for the tip.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because
3: but because most most servers would much prefer that you tip them in cash because because if you put it on the card, then at the end of the month or the end of the week or whatever, you know, they'll get a check for that. But then taxes get taken out of their tips. And by the Uh way, it
2: should be a gigantic red flag when a business tells you they're cash only. They're hiding money. That's the only reason a business is cash-only.
3: I, I don't care, though. Why well, don't that, mean that's... a red
2: flag to us. Who cares? But, like, oh. if I worked for the IRS and I walked into some restaurant they're like, we're cash-only, I'd be like, okay, I'm auditing you next week. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: Uh, the next one on the list, dude, uh, I would say, oh, yeah, that should have gone out of business a long time ago, but they're still so popular, and I don't use them. Sure. Travel agents. Travel agents responsible for planning and booking travel arrangements for clients. However, with the rise of online travel booking platforms and AI-powered travel agents... Uh, travel agent jobs are becoming less in demand. AI power travel agents can handle all the tasks that a human travel agent can and do it more efficiently. So goodbye to you, travel agent.
2: Yeah. So listen, I have not traveled a lot in my life, as I've talked about before. I've taken one adult vacation in my entire life. And that was a trip to Mexico. It was a couple of years ago. And any travel I ever have done has always been through websites, booking hotel rooms and plane tickets, car rentals, all that kind of stuff. And I had someone here in town tell me, hey, I've got a travel agent you should work with. And I laughed. It was just like, why would I work with a travel agent? It's like, that's so antiquated. So 60s, you know. Right. However, I will tell you, I sat down with this woman, and I essentially said, here's my budget, here's what I want to do. And she took it from there and ran with it. She got me better deals in hotel rooms, better flights, et cetera. She knew, like, what, you want to rent a quad when you're down there? Like, I know three quad places that are nearby. But the big thing that I really was glad was when we got evacuated for the hurricane in Mexico. I mm. called the travel agent. It was like, we're being evacuated. Like, what do I do? Do I have options to get out of here? Do I have options? And she started getting on the phone, like, all right, if you take this train, you can get to this airport. We can fly to this thing. I can rebook you in Cancun instead. Like, like it was nice to have a human that actually had your back while you were traveling around the country or around the world, you know, Yeah. and you're now yeah. in an emergency situation.
1: But that's got to be one in a hundred. You know, How in, much did history. she take from you, dude? How much did uh, she? Nothing. Was that hurt? was the other thing. No. She, yes, she got she, her money one way.
2: Yes, but not our way. So she has the agencies she works with. When she books a plane ticket through them or a hotel room for them, they give her a commission. So you don't have to pay her anything.
1: Interesting.
2: Yeah. So I was glad we had her, but I can see why you would not think you ever need or would want one, because you can certainly travel without one.
1: I've heard that they're good to have in some uh, scenarios. Uh, Rachel's so good at travel that I don't ever feel like I need one. Like right. she you has guys have all done that stuff tricks. planned out. Yeah, we've had some good ones, and she—I'll tell you what, dude—I could be a Jeffrey Dahmer zombie like really drugged up yep. and she could take me to, on these vacations and i wouldn't need my wits i wouldn't need anything about me she's got she's it all, taken it care of so well dude that i could walk around like an idiot for a week <laughs> well that's nice she's your travel agent that is what you're telling me that's probably the
2: truth
3: yeah right. yeah
2: Bruski, you ever use travel agents
3: One time, and that was my my aunt. She's a travel agent. When I went to France, I had no idea what the hell I was doing. I mean, she just had to book me plane tickets and stuff like that, but it's international travel. I didn't know anything at all. And
2: I'll tell you, a couple years ago, I started thinking about becoming a travel agent, at least on the part, you know, on the downside or on the side, uh, because a woman came to Tahoe who hosts a weekend travel radio show. And she came to the station to pitch me on on putting her show on, and I got talking to her. This woman travels all over the world constantly for free because she does this radio show about travel. Wow. So she's always getting plane tickets, hotel rooms, cruises. I mean, she just travels all year round and does a radio show about it. That's so like, awesome. I talk on the radio every day and I get nothing for it. So,
1: you know. Hey, dude, this is another reason for you to start taking some of those uh, telemarketing calls on your cell phone. Yeah. I cannot tell you how many vacations that I've taken over the years. Well, well, Hawaii being the last one where the first five or six days of it was at a luxury resort that I went to for entirely free. I just got to watch a 90-minute little time sh- travel, timeshare. Time, share. time right. travel. That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: They that make us walk time back time to the travel. future. And
2: then I- <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, you've told me this. Yeah, they pitch you on timeshares, and then they comp you several
1: nights. Yeah. I went to the Dominican Republic for free for an all-inclusive resort for over a week on that didn't pay a dime for my you know uh hotel uh and an all-inclusive so you got the food and everything just for hearing a pitch yep 90 minutes dude and i i've probably been uh i've probably been four or five of them now i got it down pat how to say no to that because i uh, going in i say no you know i'm not gonna buy one is it Uh, high pressure when they finally get down with done with the 90 minutes? Some more than others. This one in Hawaii was the most, the highest pressure I've ever been under, where they did not take my no second, third, fourth, fifth time. Bringing in different people. They're turning you. It's called turning. turning. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, this, that was the most high pressure one. But I, I finally just said, like, look, guys, I'm broke. There's nothing you could say to me today that would make me be able to do this. You're wasting right. your time. So I have a habit of burning hotels down. Are you sure you want me to <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, no. But since that Hawaii trip and you and I have talked, I've got another one of those uh, calls. And uh, we've got another trip booked through it. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. we got to talk sometime cuz I got to get out of town. <laughs> I, need, yeah. I need to get on a beach somewhere. The cheaper the better. If you can take care of your hotel for a week, I mean that's a big chunk. Yeah, I mean yeah, you can afford to go on. It's vacation. airfare
2: and hotel are the two biggest expenditures. So if you can take one of those off your list, that's amazing.
1: Yeah. Uh next on the list is factory workers. That makes sense, right? Yes, yeah. I mean, that's a
2: good job to automate. I told you guys, one of my first jobs ever was on an assembly line, and it was I was working with The Walking Dead. It was a bunch yeah. of just mindless, beaten-down people that just stand there on the assembly line doing the same repetitive motion all day. And I'm sure a robot could do it quicker with less complaints, less injuries, and everything else.
1: Yeah, one day you'll walk in, and it'll look like uh, George Jetson. Yes. Spacely a good industry to go
2: into, though, is fixing those things.
1: There you go. But I bet I, AI could probably fix it better than you. Oh, that's Terminator right there. You got machines fixing machines? Like <laughs> That's a slippery slope. Uh, customer service reps are the next on the list, responsible for handling customer inquiries and complaints. Uh, AI-powered chatbots can handle customer inquiries and complaints 24-7, uh So, you get rid of that staff, you know, your nighttime, your daytime. 24/7. You can be super racist with the uh, AI chatbots <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> when you're belittling them <laughs> for messing yeah. up
2: your product. Yeah.
1: I would think that you're going to have to have a floor, customer service reps, floor of chatbots. But then that next level up, I got to be able to say, representative. I want to representative. There's got to be someone to take my complaint live and in person. There's a great
2: bit on SNL recently about canceling cable that it's impossible because you just keep getting transferred
1: from one rep to the next and no one will let you
2: cancel. (laughs) They were on
1: the phone for three hours trying to do it. Exactly. Uh, next one on the list, sorry to say it, Bruce, but drivers, is it a possibility? We talk uh, about the uh, self-driving cars, and drivers are responsible for transporting people and goods from one location to another. However, the rise of the autonomous vehicles, drivers' jobs are becoming increasingly automated. Except I- they're not
3: now, because they just, California has just pulled all those automated cars off the road because they were running red lights. <laughs> and they were yeah. hitting yeah. people and yeah i was going to say yeah.
2: in san francisco that had taken over there were already automated taxis but Bruschi's mm. right the, the yeah. technology's not quite there yet not there yet i mean it's but 10 years 20 years 30 yeah i
3: mean oof. think about this though could you imagine if there was an auto driving semi going oh, down the coming. road yeah. i mean that's then, moving
1: death right i mean
3: yeah it is absolutely here's
1: yeah. what i'm thinking dude in this future america the only smart way to do this i think we're going to get to a point where we have lanes on the road just for ai vehicles like right. they all have to Bumper be in one cars, lane yeah. yeah exactly yeah so yeah. because yeah, I, w- are they going to get it right it, they've uh, i think they've already someone's killed somebody with a, a autonomous vehicle yes right? yes
2: so and caused accidents. One in San Francisco hit a fire truck or an ambulance on the way to some emergency. Lights on trying to get through the intersection, and the autonomous vehicle didn't recognize it and plowed into the,
3: the fire. Oh, jeez. So,
2: yeah, but the technology definitely will get better. And I saw an interview recently with Neil deGrasse Tyson, and someone was asking him, like, give me one of your predictions for the future. And he was like, cars. Cars are ridiculous. You spend $30,000, 40000 $80,000 on a car, and it sits in your driveway 90% of the time. Like, that's preposterous. In the future, the car will come get you, take you where you need to go, and then that car is going to go get other people and take them where they need to go. You won't own cars anymore. It's ridiculous to spend that much money on something that sits in your garage most of the time.
1: But oh, what about uh, the fact that I, I like to drive? Yeah, like, me too. I, I, I want to drive, dude. I want to go for a drive. All right, Grandpa. Especially with this mustache, age dude. Yes, yeah, so I was going to
2: say, <laughs> <laughs> much like your antiquated mustache, uh, the notion of going for a Sunday drive, like like we've talked about with a lot of this, like that's a a spirit you're keeping alive that won't survive generationally down the road.
1: Gosh, how could you not
2: like to just get in and drive? Well, but you, you could. Know. You're just going to sit there and drive, though. You're going to get the windshield time, but you're not. No, but that's deal.
3: that's not the same no. thing as, as being an active participant. Step on the gas, and I want to <sighs> be able to pass people, and I want to be able to flip people off.
2: Hey. How much road rage is there? How much drunk driving is there? AI can solve all of that. Like,
3: no, it's, a, it's not It's not fun to just Steve, sit back there.
1: I hear you. I'm just no, saying. Steve, don't tell me. fight with us about this. Steve, like, I, Listen, this is what I want to tell you. <laughs> yeah. We like to get in the car and be one with the automobile. Yeah. We want to well, we drive. So Grandfather
2: what? Harness used to love riding the horse around town. <laughs>
3: okay, so... T- tell me, do you don't you don't feel some sort of visceral awesomeness wh- oh. when some jerk is just driving slow and you drive by and you know what, you effing suck, and yes. you're like flipping them off. Yeah. I love doing
2: that. Well, I've gone through user therapy to
1: stop doing that, but um, <laughs> no, you're no right. don't, don't suppress something
2: it good about it. Enjoy don't it, embrace it. Do it.
1: it right uh chat GPT is predictably optimistic about a future dominated by a i according to chat gpt i'm sure it's uh, optimistic <laughs> <laughs> right, of course. the robot uh the rise of ai has brought on many benefits but it has also raised concerns about job security as we have seen in this yeah, our robot's killing us all. That's the other thing it's raised concerns about. You know what? Uh, this is my thought. Dwight Schrute from The Office had the greatest idea for AI. Yeah. You just make them plug in, dude, and give them a short cord, <laughs> yeah. you know, like five foot cord. Yeah, you
2: got to stay there. I like Brewski's idea. Just don't make them waterproof. Then we can just hose them all down when they try to invade, right?
3: Uh, yeah, you know? exactly. So, just uh, shooting <laughs> them with the hose. Oh, my gosh. I don't you know, know all... what
2: Sarah Connor's problem was. She didn't think of any of this stuff. <laughs> You'd always be
1: strapped with a super soaker, you know, <laughs> just in
2: case, you know. Yeah. Right. They say future wars will be fought over water. So,
1: hey, we'll
3: Oh, there you home.
0: go. Yeah.
2: So
1: there it is. Those are your jobs to steer
2: clear of. Okay. Well, Radio DJ did not make it on the list, but it probably should be.
1: Let's hope not, dude. Let's hope we got another decade at least in us. I don't know.
2: I mean, here's the thing: what we're doing, like talk shows, personality based, you you can't automate that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure you can come up with some crazy program and it would be entertaining to some extent, but but no, this kind of stuff, the personality side, the human side, like that's going to stay. But the the guy jocking records, here's a new one from Metallica. We got Alice Chains coming up.
1: It's 37 degrees today. Like, yeah, you can automate that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, You probably can, dude. So, yeah, it's coming for sure. So maybe that's a good lesson, dude. I mean, you yeah. can't, corporate America. You cannot do that. You can't do it. <laughs> I've been sitting on an article for a long time that we're going to have to talk about at some point in time. But All Access put out this article, and the title of the uh, article was Radio and Loneliness. And why radio still matters because... There is a large population on this spinning rock that is lonely and finds comfort in radio. And sure. we definitely saw that, dude. You remember say, all to- the old ladies who used to call us and just oh, need yes. to talk? Yeah, no, we were that
2: uh, a voice people could call and talk to 24-7. And, and that's fun for us DJs, but uh, from the corporate standpoint of maximizing profits and minimizing overhead, it yeah. doesn't mean anything. So,
3: well, But you know what, though? I, whenever I talk to people about radio, and, and in particular young people, because they're like, I don't listen to radio, I listen to podcasts and that sort of thing. I tell them the story of Jay Lalonde being in New Orleans for Hurricane Katrina. Mm. And being at that station for, I think it was 24 or 36 hours or something like that. 36,
1: 48. It was a few days. Yeah. yeah.
3: And and people calling in and talking to them and saying, thank God you're there because you're giving us the information. And then it was just kind of another voice on the other end of the line that they could talk to because these people were on their roof. Because their house was completely flooded to the second floor of their house. And And, the way
1: that that played out is that uh, he was at a a high rise uh, and had just started that job. I think for a couple of days. But he did broadcast what was going on. He could see the Superdome from where he was. Uh, He was giving the highlights or lowlights, rather, as they were of what was going on around town. But the way that ended was him broadcasting live from that roof and being airlifted off of it. I mean, you cannot get that anywhere but radio. You know what I hear when you guys say all that? What? Think of the liability
2: for having my employee at the radio station during a flood. I could broadcast from anywhere on this planet. I don't need you sitting there answering the phone. It's a toll free number he, routed to our corporate office in, he couldn't in dry get out, land. But he couldn't, couldn't get out. He, he shouldn't have been there in the first place. That's what I'm saying. I can sit in one office and run five thousand radio stations around this country.
0: I'm not advocating.
2: Not. I'm not saying that's good. I'm just saying that's how corporate ownership thinks of things. You're
1: like such now, a I got downer, an employee. Dude. Uh, I know, but... This is uh, what I want you to know. How you know much workers' comp cost? Jesus, I mean...
3: You're <laughs> we'll busting my mellow.
1: Yeah, you're completely
2: busted my mellow. We'll bust. We are all holding on to a uh, an antiquated notion of so many things. And we're not wrong. Like, these are good things. It is better to have humans at a radio station locally doing their thing. But you're talking about Hurricane Katrina. What did that happen 20 years ago? Like, how often does that happen? A corporation is not going to spend all that time and risk for the one in a blue moon incident that it pays off for.
3: Think about all the hurricanes that have happened down in Florida and on the Gulf Coast. I mean, they're happening so often and with such ferocity that people can't even afford homeowners insurance in Florida anymore. You talked about the fire insurance where where you are. I've Mm -hmm. heard homeowners insurance in Florida. People are saying, you know, it was like a thousand bucks, uh, you know, a couple of years ago. Now all of a sudden, it's like four grand, five grand for the year.
2: Right. Now I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying that's not how yeah. corporations look at it. I get it. I get it. Put yeah. everyone in Kansas in the middle of dry land where no floods are going to happen, no earthquakes, <laughs> tornadoes. Let them, yeah, let them have every radio station and uh, at the fingertips of their laptops, like. I don't know. There are a lot of things that should be held on to, but some of it is for purely nostalgic reasons and that's just going to fade generationally. So I'm I I would be curious to know what our work world will look like 50 and 100 years from now. It'll definitely be different.
1: Well, like I always like to point out, like I don't really care. Like if you give me 50 years, dude, I'll be, uh, if I'm not dead, I'm going to be 97. <laughs> uh, but then I start to think about all your offspring and my nieces and stuff and then i feel some sort of responsibility for yeah making it an okay place for them right no it's true to some extent
2: you have to kind of lean on the free market like i was just saying okay so the factory jobs are going to be taken over by robots but somebody's got to fix those robots somebody has to sell the robots somebody has to maintain the software to let them do all this automated things like you got to get one step ahead of the game and then there is job security but yeah, I get it, though. I mean, there's there's some tragedy in a lot of these jobs being lost.
1: You're speaking of tragedies. Should we talk about a quick tragedy before we leave, Stephen? Sure. What do you got? Oh. We should probably uh, mention that Chandler Bing uh, took the eternal exit. Yeah, uh, he lost a
2: friend. That's another, like, jeez. I feel like these are people from my generation, quote-unquote, dying, but... But he also didn't die natural causes, though. So, I mean, I don't think drowning from probably being too high is a natural cause.
1: Yeah, I don't even know if we can say it yet, right? Because, I mean, obviously, with his uh, past uh, addiction, I think that's what people are assuming, but How do you drown knows? in your
2: own hot tub? You have to lose consciousness somehow. You can fall asleep. I mean, I suppose yeah, you could fall asleep. You would asleep. wake up. You would wake up. As soon as you start choking on water, you'd wake up. If you just fell asleep, not if you passed out. You know what I'm saying? Like there's Yeah. A, yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, maybe he got low blood been, sugar, dude. Could have been a
3: heart attack in the, in the, 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 the tub, you oh, know? that's
2: true. I didn't yeah, think about that. but would they say the cause of death is drowning if it's a heart attack, though?
3: Well, one leads to the other, I suppose.
2: Yeah. I mean, Lisa Kudrow came out and said that my assumption is he was doing something that doesn't mix well with being in warm water. And to hmm. me, that's drinking too much or, quit, you know, some downer or something that sure. when you're on water, you would just slip into unconsciousness and drown. Yeah,
1: we'll find out. I mean, there's going to have to be an autopsy, and I'm sure they'll I'm sure they'll talk about it. Um, but, yeah, no, that yeah, yeah, was a tough one to see. And uh, I feel bad for one of my heroes who happens to be Chandler Bing's stepfather. Do you know who it is? One of your heroes who is Chandler
2: yeah. Bing, like Matthew Perry's stepfather, or in the show, Chandler Bing?
1: No, uh, Matthew Perry. His step. Uh, who's that? No, I don't know who you're representing. Uh, see if you could get it from this, okay? And who drinks antifreeze anyway? Keith Morrison, dude. Keith Morrison is Matthew Perry's stepdad. Even when you tell me the guy's name, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Who's Keith Morrison? Are you kidding me? You don't know who Keith Morrison is? One of the greatest voices of our generation. I know Keith Moon. Wasn't he in the Keith Morrison, dude? He's a, well now. He's currently a Dateline reporter, but I mean, he's been oh, a. Uh, you know I, who he is, right? I don't watch the Dateline stuff, so no.
3: Uh, oh, is that the? Is that the? They had the perfect marriage. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's the guy with there.
1: yeah. The guy where they, yeah, see, yes, yes. I don't watch this stuff. But that a little was, bit, a Yeah, that was his uh, stepdad. And uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one, dude. I mean, I feel bad for Keith right now.
2: Well, maybe there's going to be a future Dateline special coming that'll get to the bottom of this thing. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> there,
1: there could be, right? I didn't even think
2: about that. Right. Uh, so far, my, my favorite, least favorite, too soon meme a uh, oh, friend of no. mine posted a, a picture of uh, of david schwimmer of ross right oh yeah and it says schwimmer and then it has a picture of of Bing in a hot tub saying not schwimmer
1: oh <laughs> uh, not a swimmer dude. is what they're yes, swimmer, yes. Not swimmer. Yeah, swimmer, yeah. Not swimmer. it's way too soon dude here this is keith morrison
0: hello i'm keith morrison what is it they say there's no such thing as the perfect guy In our Hiding in Plain Sight Dateline 24-7 Marathon,
2: that may well turn out to be true.
0: (laughs) I
1: mean,
2: he's got a golden voice, dude. So that's what they say. What uh, Chandler Bing say about his death? Come on.
1: Yeah. uh, Could I be any (laughs) more (laughs) dead?
2: I think he would appreciate that. I mean, I think so, dude. Poor Chandler, the first to go. Could Um, there be any more water in my
1: lungs? (laughs) Ouch! That's too soon. Wow! All right. Well, here's the truth of the matter is i will miss chandler bing i watch friends all the time it's one of rachel's favorite shows uh, and he's definitely the was the best person on that show so r.i.p chandler bing r.i.p Yeah, Uh,
2: the best man on the show, maybe. I mean, as long as, speaking of Rachel, as long as Jennifer Aniston, Rachel's still alive, I still have something to wake up for every day. Well, you're horny
1: for her, but I mean, uh, funny. She's my celebrity all time. So Yes, but the funniest person on the show was definitely Chandler Bing. Mm. Okay. Okay. I'll give you that one. All right. Brisky? I'm wasn't a fan of that show, so Yeah. <laughs> You're glad uh, he's dead.
2: I uh, get it. No, 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 Is like that, that what you said?
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, oh, there's a
2: terrible you... clip circulating uh, terrible by the way, I say sad. There was an episode where where Chandler moves out of the apartment with Joey. Yeah. Yeah. And Joey and Chandler are saying goodbye to each other. And, you know, Joey leaves and then runs back in and gives Chandler a hug. And then Joey leaves and Chandler looks around the empty apartment and just walks into his room. Yeah. And I've been seeing that circulating as uh, him saying his (sighs) goodbye.
1: Yeah. it, too. So, yeah. Matthew Perry, gone, but not forgotten. Yeah. When it
2: hasn't been your day, your week, your month, or even your year, good golly, <laughs> <you're> drowning in <laughs> your own hot tub.
1: I mean, oh, jeez. Can you leave it on a high note, dude? <laughs> Come on. I don't want to leave it on that. How can you be sad with that theme song in your head now? Come on. Well, that's going to wrap up the show. Uh, the Vocal Minority with Nick and C. <laughs> <Steve>. Chandler's body. <laughs> what? Got to wrap it up. You got to cover that stuff, right? No no dude I we're know, just I
2: gonna can't. bury
3: it okay let's just let's just uh, bury it
0: guys
3: uh, stop
1: it
2: uh, i know this is all hard to swallow like a hot tub <laughs> full of water <laughs> uh.
1: all right i'm done just like chandler i'm done it's over <sighs> uh. It's the Vocal Minority <laughs> with and <Steven> Brewski.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Nick wants
3: no part of this. No, I don't. Right.
2: All right, Join complain us. online. The VocalMinority dot Find us on the socials and ridicule us there. Do it, Brewski.
3: Yeah. Goodbye. And we say bye bye. Test one two. Test one two. Check,
1: check, 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 check. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve.
3: Nick Reynolds, Steve Harness, and Cousin Brewski. The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Take one.